Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. It's been a little while since we've hit the airwaves with this show, um, but after um, an extended break through the Christmas holidays, we're ready to launch season five of the podcast. And to kick things off, I'm sitting down with Reverend Robin King in his office at Basha United Church. Robin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ben. This is going to be fun. Um, This year is going to be all about the same exact theme that we've focused this podcast on right from the start, which is real stories of human spirituality. So what better time to launch this new thing, a new season of the show than uh, Lent. Today is Ash Wednesday, the first day of uh, the journey of Lent. Um, And we've got some really cool and exciting things planned here for Rising Spirit Ministry in Basha and Pinoka and in our online community. Why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about some of those plans, and then we can talk about where all that came from and where we're going with it. Sure. Well, it's Lent. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, And I know we've we've talked about Lent before, at least once, if not Mm, uh, four times. (laughs) Yeah, because it keeps coming back. It, It just, it never truly goes away. Um, but the, the thing about Lent for me has always been that, um, well, when, when I was a kid, I remember Ash Wednesday as being like things changed. Um, the day before was, or the Sunday before was the last Sunday of Epiphany. It was Transfiguration, which is, you know, the, the story of light and everything and the, the inner light, which is cool and it's nice and it's fun and it's bright and it's loud. And then it's Ash Wednesday and it's like. Did somebody die? Is it already Good Friday? Like, what's going on? Um, and because because I I can when I was a kid, it, it always felt to me like Lent was the sure it was the time for reflection and you know the wilderness time and stuff like that. But I think we kind of went really hardcore on the you know emptiness of the desert thing, like all of the all of the 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 all of the brighter trappings of the church were taken down, right? And mm-hmm. he covered, like even the cross was covered with a purple veil and everything was purple. And um, it seemed like all of the hymns were suddenly in a minor key. Although when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure they probably all were in a minor key. But um, it it's... The mood it, shifted. The hey? mood shifted to one of like darkness and emptiness and shadows and things. And... Um, Okay, I guess. Um, but th- that, it, uh, that, uh, that transition always bothered me because mm. Lent, Lent is, a, even the word Lent comes from a word that means lengthen, right? It means it's about the lengthening of days. It's spring. The, the daylight hours are getting longer. Right. The, the it's days are still 24 hours, but the daylight hours are getting longer. Um, and we're getting more sun. It's spring. Things are coming literally back to life um, in the world and we suddenly had this season of of darkness and shadow and stuff um, that we were supposed to be preparing ourselves spiritually um, being reflective um, and uh, in order to prepare for the number one day of the year Christmas right? no <laughs> I Easter I couldn't resist I know but that's, that's you know here's the thing like I remember um this is just recently now, like just a few years ago, I remember somebody talking about how 
um, Advent is the corresponding season to Lent, right? It's the time of preparation for Christmas, just as Lent is the time for preparation of Easter. I never had the feeling that Advent was anything about, like it was about, it, the, the, mood, the mood was shifted up a gear, because it's anticipation, it's yeah. expectation. Christmas is coming. Excitement. And but for me, Lent was always kind of like, hold on a minute, let's dial it back twenty percent, because Easter's coming, but we got to you know we got a journey to get there. We got a journey to get there, and the journey is hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't find that particularly inspiring. I don't find that particularly. Uh, there's no sort of sense of expectation. It's more. Uh, it's um, it's funny that Transfiguration is a mountaintop story, right? Because for me, the the journey to Easter is very definitely downhill. <laughs> but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Even 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 if you look at it as being uphill to Palm Sunday, sudden drop into the Valley of the Shadow of Death, and then boom, you're back up again for Easter. Okay, but we don't treat it that way. We've not traditionally t- we treat it as time of fasting of giving up things. Yeah. Um, and, except and, for coffee, except for coffee, um, or or you make it about giving up coffee or chocolate mm-hmm. or alcohol or something like that, um, giving up smoking, one of those kind of things which you know you're going to go back to. But I, temporary I sacrifice, I pers- yeah, exactly. It's temporary. I don't find that particularly um, valuable. When you start to talk about those things, though, in the context of things like. Um, what uh, First Nations people go and have those that those kind of wilderness experiences. Uh, Richard Wagamese uh, wrote a great book. Um, the title I'm going to get wrong because it's I think it's a letter for Joshua. Okay. He wrote it basically. The book is a letter to his son, um, and and the the framework for that is that he goes and basically um, has one of these these experiences, these uh, moments where he goes and he kind of basically sits in the foothills staring at the Rockies for hmm. a few days and, and has, uh, has an experience, right? Like um, a spiritual vision? Or yeah, just a... it's, it's a vision quest, right? Yeah. That kind, that, that kind of thing. And um, I, I see, I think that's what Lent is. I think mm. Lent's more like that. And if part of that, part of that is giving things up, I, I see the wilderness part as being not the desert or not not barren so much as simply the wilderness is a place where your stuff isn't so mm-hmm. like your daily stuff right isn't and so that could be that could be a forest rather than a desert it could be by a lake rather than the desert it could be um anything other than a desert <laughs> um it, it happened to be a desert for Jesus because, hey, look at the part of the world he lives in. Mm-hmm. But the the point is for me is that that story is about how Jesus basically uh, goes to the wilderness to find himself um, and then onward into ministry. Kind so of he thing. deliberately separated himself from the comforts and routines of his day and his normal life. Yes. And in the business of thing. our... Except literally, except for one thing, What's absolutely, that? except for one thing. Each of the stories, or the telling of that story of going into the wilderness, each of them begins with he goes with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So he's not alone. First of all, um, secondly, there's not any chance that, however you tell that story, of being tested by the devil, um, there's not any chance the devil's going to win because 
Jesus has the Holy Spirit on his side, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's... But the the thing is, for me, um, what's most helpful is to remember that Lent, like as the word means, lengthening of days, Lent happens in the spring. And the spring is the return of life. It's... Mm -hmm. um, so that's how we got to spring back to life. On top of everything else, this year in particular, that seems like such an ideal theme for Lent this year because we are. Not only is it spring, not only is it Lent, but we are also reaching the point in this two-year wilderness of the pandemic of, of coming out of that. Mm -hmm. We are springing back to life. Things are starting to happen again. Restrictions are, Restrictions being, lifted. are being lifted. We could debate about whether or not that's wise. Um, we could debate about whether or not we should still be cautious, wear masks, and do all of that stuff. We, absolutely. Um, but the, the, the point is that I think there's a fairly universal understanding that we're reaching a point in the pandemic where we are um, emerging from it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not this instant and maybe not from one day to the next, like most governments seem to interpret, <laughs> right? We're lifting the restrictions today, so everything's fine. Nobody's going to be sick. Um, it's not like that. Of course not. But neither is spring. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to somebody, uh, well, at the Pancake Supper we had last night, I was talking to somebody uh, who is a retired farmer um, who was saying that, um, is saying that it's spring. And I rather sarcastically said the first day of spring actually isn't until March the 20th. So we're not really. And, and he said, no, no, it's already spring. You can tell because the snow wants to leave. And I said, <laughs> did you look at the forecast? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but what he said was the thing is it's the time of year where it's like the snow wants to melt. It mm. wants to melt back into the ground. The ground wants to soften. It wants to turn to water. It wants to, it wants ready. to, be ready to grow yeah. stuff. And I just love the way you describe that. Hmm. Um, and uh, it, it takes a farmer, right? Yeah. Um, I just love the way you describe that because I think that's what this, uh, my, my thought around Lent being about springing back to life is about. Um, it's, it's uh, an opportunity to, uh, yes, reflect and, and some self-examination and some learning about ourselves, some wilderness time for sure. But it's it, it, the thing about, the thing about the wilderness though, is it's the place you go where there isn't all the stuff in your life so that you can learn about your life. Yeah. Right. So you can learn about yourself. So in fact, you come out of the wilderness stronger and more aware, more self-aware, right? More spiritual. More refreshed, than, More refreshed, even, than when you went in, which is kind of an interesting contrast to the telling of a story where Jesus goes to the wilderness to be to fast and, and, and be tempted by the devil for 40 days. Um, at the end of which, I think, is it Luke that says he's ministered to by the angels? Mm. Um, it's also Luke, though, that says... Um, Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. Tested. Tested is the latest thing. Tested by the devil. Um, and then uh, after the 40 days are up, the devil comes to test him with these three tests. Um, so, like, were those, like, finals as opposed to the other 39 days when he was being tested? Or is it just that all of those other 39 days kind of brought us, these are the highlights 
th these three questions. Um, and by then, of course, like I'm sure Jesus is ready for the final exam, right? <laughs> um, but but um, I think for us, one of the most useful ways to approach Lent isn't uh, with, um, I don't know, darkness and, and shadow, but with the idea of opening up, uh, opening up, literally opening up the light, right? Mm. Growing. That's the, the goal, right? Is to grow. So spring back to life. And so we, uh, what we're, what we're doing is, uh, we have, first of all, the theme on Sundays now is going to be spring back to life. We, we typically would stick with the lectionary pretty close to the lectionary. Um, but this year for Lent, we're going to go off lectionary and stick with that theme of spring back to life. Coincidentally, the first and fourth Sundays are actually the readings for that day, according to the lectionary. But still, um, the idea is to explore that theme, uh, spring back to life in Lent, right? Um, and, and springtime. But also, we have a few other things going, um, one of which is uh, thanks to SALT, uh, which is an organization in the States that creates media and mm. and uh, just some really cool resources that um, one of which is this little kit that they call a floriography for Lent. And floriography basically just means the language or meaning of flowers. Sort of like numerology? Like where there's meaning to different numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, sure. Yeah. And and so what it is is a series of card, little little cards um, there's 40 of them. And so each Sunday there's a little bit of a, uh, almost like a little bit of a service with a prayer and a scripture passage and a time for reflection. Um, and you can light a candle and, and sort of, you can either do this individually or gather your family or friends and, and do it. Um, and then, uh, the other days there's activities and, um, you know, things to know or things to learn about flowers, um, uh, things that you can do. Um, to explore this whole mm. idea of what uh, growth and flowers and springtime says to you, mm -hmm. right? All in this context of um, exploring who you are and your relationship with God. That's and, really cool. And, and today's the first day of that. Today's first day of that. And I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, we're also doing a, um, uh, we do a word a day from Ash Wednesday to Easter um, that we hope will inspire people to reflect a little bit on what that word means to them. And if they'd like to like take a picture or have a picture that they'd like to share with us on social media, um, they're welcome to do that too. Um, today, oddly enough, we began uh, on Ash Wednesday with the word ash and what that means to you. Um, and uh, um, it's just an interesting place. I know it's Ash Wednesday, but it's also an interesting place to start because... Um, do you perceive ash as being um, the end or the beginning? Mm. Right, because it's—I've uh, forgotten the name of—I've forgotten the name of Dumbledore's familiar, but it's a phoenix, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that every now and then explodes in a burst of flame yeah. and comes back, to, right? Because it's a phoenix. Um, and uh, so today, the word was ash. The picture I posted with that was. Um, uh, forest that had uh, been burned like from a forest fire um, and from the ash were growing these little green shoots, right? Mm -hmm. Because they do. Um, it's There's new life in that. Um, 
And and we've got we've got a book night. We've doing uh, doing uh, we're we're going back to some of our our things that we did before that were popular, like like movie nights and things like that. Um, but all of them are kind of around this theme of of seeing Lent more as a time to explore um, not just who we are and, uh, and you know ref- take time to reflect, but also in the context of um, what brings us life what mm-hmm. what gives us life what inspires us in our living and uh, and that's so that's that's the theme for lent this year so this theme of spring back to life does that imply that um, there has been a lack of of <laughs> of liveliness or living prior to uh, to this season where i mean i think it's so fitting like you said that we're celebrating the fact that we're now able to do some in-person gatherings and events and movie nights and but were we at, were we at this brink i suppose is what i'm asking of like oh if the church is dying we better get out the paddles and resuscitate the well things i feel i i am i actually in fact this might be um this might be the second year i've said this third year i've said this i feel like um i feel a little bit like this is still lent of 2020 yeah because the lockdown shutdown whatever started i don't know what we're calling it now even um started march March the 16th yeah um we had in fact we had a movie in pinocchio the day before uh the mr rogers one um and uh i think we were already in lent at that point yes because we'd had our pancake supper just the week before or two weeks before that. Um, and then uh, March 16th. And it just feels like we've been in this uh, in this time of shadow and wilderness and desert for two years now. Yeah, it's like everything got, got cryo-frozen yeah. and so, time sort of stopped. It's time to come out of that now. It I, is. It's my thinking. Yeah. And, and I think... Lent this year could be a useful time to do that, mm-hmm. um, and and a useful way to maybe bring us out of that. It did not occur to me when I was thinking this a month or more ago. It did not occur to me that Russia was going to invade Ukraine. <laughs> it did not occur to me that there would be trucker convoys in Ottawa. It did not occur to me that like any of this other stuff that is happening in the world right now would be happening. Yeah. I was thinking about that um, on Sunday as you were just starting your sermon. I thought it must feel so weird to, to try to plan a sermon and then something like, you know, Russia oh, I, invading I, Ukraine happens a couple of days before. Um, because of, because of the way I do that though, um, I'm the worst forward planner in the world um or or the best it depends on how you look at it because i have an idea of where i'm going but i don't cast it in stone until the day before and even then it's still not in stone which means which means basically um last week i uh i knew at the what i I had an idea what i was going to talk about on sunday but i'm working my way towards that and then all this happened right Mm -hmm. and so by the time you get uh you get to trying to communicate something on Sunday morning, um, whatever your message is, it, 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 it can't not 
acknowledge the context. In fact, mm -hmm. I believe that was how I started was context. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so you're it, able to weave it into the thoughts that you yeah, don't you have been, to. It's not even to. a. It's not even a. You're able to. It's you. You have to. You can't not. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, 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 otherwise, otherwise, your your message isn't relevant, and that means you're you're not relevant. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Jesus is relevant. Jesus is always relevant. Um, that that message that message is always relevant. Um, it, you, you just have to make sure that it is part of your the relevancy of your. I have no idea. It has how to, to connect that. to what's happening. It has to connect to what's happening and what's real. I think it does. You just have to find the way. Yeah. Right. And not manufacture one. No. But find the one. A right? genuine. It's, it's like it's like uh, that that thing about uh, you know how how does this how does this Bible story speak to you or how does this this thing that Jesus said speak to you? Well, it doesn't speak to you as if you lived in the first century, it speaks to you because you live in the 21st. Mm -hmm. It spe doesn't speak to you because your, um, your country is occupied by Romans. It might speak to you about your country being potentially occupied by Russians, but it, it doesn't speak to you about your country being, uh, you know, living in, under that kind of oppression. It speaks to you in the other ways in which you might experience or see oppression around you, right? Mm -hmm. So it, you, it, it's, it's going to connect. It's going to, yeah. you need to just um, find your way to what those connections are. A uh, great example of that is we're just coming out of Black History Month. Yeah. And yeah. you had all these great ways of pulling in stories and using children's books and um, featuring different videos, but always connecting them to what the message was that, for that week, yeah. or other things that were happening in our local community or in the world. And those those things are just like you know how often do we say stuff like you know Christmas is not one day; it's every day, or the resurrection story isn't just for Easter Day; it's for every day. It's for we're always saying stuff like that, um, and but this is it's truth right mm -hmm. it is it is true um and uh, just like black history month isn't one month there's no point to it unless it inspires you to learn more the other 11 months mm -hmm. um there's no point to to having a day or a month or a week or whatever it is that acknowledges and either cele either celebrates or acknowledges something if you're not going to weave it into the other 364 days of the year yeah. Right? This is 365 days in a year, right? Usually. Is it 365? Usually. It's been so long <laughs> since I've had to worry about how many days there are. Um, and again, there's another thing about springing back to life. It still kind of feels like we're in 2020 um, it, it, in, in a lot of ways. Or that we're just advancing out of 2020, right? It's yeah. those, like those, those memes you see about how, you know, it's January the 407th, right? <laughs> uh, and it, it, it feels like it's been a very, very long time in the wilderness. Um, and so maybe... Especially maybe when it's you're been at the a end of a long 40. winter. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. We... Especially when you got winter. Yeah. Yeah. And the kind of winter we've had. Um, where Or even... See, even the climate thing is is part of all of that, right? It's not so much that, you know, we've had we've had a tough winter... We live in a part of the world where there are relatively harsh winters, um, but climate change is making weather more erratic, 
right? And and so our experience of it is different than, you know, this wasn't the kind of winter you'd have had 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Of course it isn't. Um, neither is the world the same kind of place that it was 50 years ago. Um, it, 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 it can't be, right? Um, and so, so I think, again, there, there are so many levels on which the idea of spring back to life um, is relevant. Um, and the, th- the thing is, we don't, it has not been my experience. I shouldn't say we don't. It has not been my experience that we think of Lent that way. We tend to think of Lent as quite the opposite. It's the downtime before the big moment of Easter. Mm-hmm. Why? In fact, in fact, personally, I think it would make Easter a whole lot more effective if we built up and built up and built up and built up to Palm Sunday, crashed that week, and then came back up again on Easter. Like a good movie. It yeah, has... exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just, it's, I think it's, uh, it's time we start looking at that a little bit differently, I think. And that's not to say that all of those things that we've traditionally done or still traditionally do, like um, the imposition of ashes, um, those ashes being made from the burning of... Uh, I read some just the other day that I thought was really cool about that. Um, the ashes that you traditionally use on Ash Wednesday to put the cross on someone's forehead um, is uh, made by burning the palm branches from the previous year's Palm Sunday. Oh, Yeah. Right, I've heard that. The I moment of that. celebration is burned. Yeah, and for this moment that is not this moment that reminds us we're mortal. This day that reminds us, uh, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust thing. I don't think anybody really says that anymore. I shouldn't say that because maybe they do, um, but we might use different words to describe the the moment of reminding us humbly um, that, that we're mortal. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? This, what we use to symbolize that is actually something that was for celebration. Hmm. And then we're going to get to it again in 40 days. Yeah. Right? Um, sorry, 30. Uh, Lent goes to Holy Saturday, so that's 30. I do the math, Ben. You know what I mean? Palm Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it, it we'll be at Palm Sunday again with a big celebration. Right? Um, so, again, though, I, I as much as I think those things are valuable... I, I still wonder if now isn't maybe a really good time to look at uh, how we might um, find life in the wilderness, um, not just that sort of desert experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of that that's been happening for our faith community here in the sense that over the last two years, this long extended darkness period of a two-year-long Lent, we've we've been sort of forced to uh, re-examine who we are in the community. We've been encouraged to or have the opportunity to start exploring relationships with other, other communities of faith, how we can um, be in relationship with other communities and other United Churches and other communities. We, because we're mm-hmm. all online now, you know, yeah. um, we've even explored different ways that we can use our, our building and our facilities because of, you know, things like we can't do fundraising. And mm-hmm. just all of this volatility and uncertainty in our world has started to nudge us in the direction of asking the difficult questions 
um, that are instead of just going through the motions of what's familiar and what's traditional, but saying, okay, what do we really need? What do we really want for our future? How are we going to get there? And what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I heard you use the C word a couple of times there. Um, community uh, is uh, an essential, that's not even a strong enough word, but it's an essential piece of who we are. And mm -hmm. how we are, particularly because um, both Bashan and Pinocchio are relatively small communities, um, and uh, both are both are places where we have been working hard to ensure that we are of the community, not just that building in the corner, um, but we are um, in, engaging the community around us, um, as well as our community of faith, like the the. You know the people who are part of the the, the congregation and things, um, and um, all of those people are struggling with all of this stuff, um, and all the more reason, again, all the more reason why we need to be looking at the ways which give us life, and the ways in which we connect, and the ways in which we, um, you know, we might uh, take some time to reflect on. We might take some time to reflect on all of the things that um, we've lost in the last two years, but also all of the things in the last two years we could gladly do away with, and the things that are on the line between those two, right? The things where you kind of, I don't want to let go of that, but is it still meaningful? Is it still moving me forward or is it holding me back? Mm -hmm. Um, and there may well be things that are right on that line that we're going to have to make choices about. So you can't just kind of go, oh, let's get doing that again because we did it two years ago. You also can't go, yeah, but we did that two years ago. We don't do that now. You got to take some time to reflect on that. Hey, it's Lent. Yeah. Let's take a moment to reflect on that. Speaking yeah. of, of um, flowers, like this... Uh Florology is that the word? Flori Fl floriography. Floriography. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. the word's almost Had more to similar to, uh, like choreography, floriography. Yeah. yeah. Versus like sure. numer. I was thinking it's kind of similar to numerology. Anyway, floriography. Speaking of flowers, um, just before coming over here to sit down with you, I was in my living room and looking at this tray of like a seed starting tray mm -hmm. that Kelly has in the, in the window. Um, so she starts all of her flowers at different times, of course, so that they're all ready yep. to, to transplant into the flower beds in the front lawn or in the back. She's, I think she's going to take right over on. the whole, the whole backyard this summer, um, which is exciting because the flowers are beautiful and I, and she loves doing it. And it's just, it's expanding, um, each year that she does it. But just watching these tiny, tiny little sprouts pop out of the, you know, nudging the soil and breaking, cracking the soil open it with this, the force of this new life coming up just before coming over here, seeing that it made me think about how, um, how, just how perfect that, that using flowers as this lens into this journey through Lent, how perfect that is, especially for where we live and where our season maps onto you know, the spring uh, yeah. cycle of new life and, and yeah. growth and everything. But it's it's never not a miracle when you stop and just observe a seed becoming something that's alive. 
And even even if you're looking, you know, stopping and observing at the other end of that cycle where you're, um, last night I was putting a piece of firewood in our fireplace and watching how this, you know, this glowing bed of embers was sitting on this, all this gray, just ash that from the previous fire the day before were these, you know, heavy, hard, um, spruce pieces of wood. And there, it, it, you just keep feeding logs into this fireplace and they just disappear. Like it all goes up the chimney and, and I was just sat, sitting there getting this fire going and real thinking about how, you know, it's so weird and crazy that our bodies, our physical bodies are just like that, that log or that piece of firewood that is, it's mostly water and it mostly just, you know, you burn it and it mostly just goes up into the air and there's very, there's this tiny little amount of gray ash that's left. And that's just, so then it, one of the questions that it got me thinking about was, where is that log now? Like they've all just kind of disappeared into the fireplace, right? Even, and the, and when you, when you have to go and clean the ashes out, it's this tiny volume compared to all the heavy armloads of, of wood that you hauled into the house. But where, where does that, because it, does, it doesn't just not exist anymore, but it's that transformation, right? Like that log becomes the heat that makes you feel comforted or that, mm-hmm. that piece of wood becomes the, that little tiny bit of ash and, and it becomes part of the atmosphere again. And then it gets breathed in by a person or an animal in some other part of the world. Like it's, it's never gone. It's just yeah. everything in our world just keeps cycling and cycling and and taking on new life. Yeah. Um, anyway, those were just those. At, it's seeing the it's ashes. interesting though how how quick we are to uh, how quick we are to. That's not how I mean that. Yes, it is. How quick we are to not think about that. It's um, like you we're forget. quite happy to not think about it at all until somebody. And this is just weirdness to me. But until somebody points out to you that when you delete something from your computer, it's not gone. <laughs> right. Right. Because it isn't. You just deleted it, but it's still there. It's just mm. you can't see it. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but when we start talking about how that happens in, like, the physical world and, the like, when we transition into other forms, you know, or we talk about, like, when we when we die, what happens? Well, we transition into another form. No. <laughs> We're just gone. It's just, it's done. We're done. Hang on, though. <laughs> Right, I mean, it, it's it, in um, really good. Uh, another really good example related to the your your burning log thing is when we uh, every time we we gather for a service, we light a candle mm-hmm. um, as a sign of God's presence. So when we blow the candle out, God is gone. No, the light has transitioned, and it's now it is now in the air. Right, it's the smoke from the the flame that is now in the and so it's everywhere it's not just in the candle Mm. right so again why why do we not spend more time thinking about that Mm. wondering about how we are not just uh, transforming ourselves but how we are how our spirit is transitioning or transforming or um um that that's that's actually oddly uh i think an important theme around transfiguration right is that the the uh the the light that is revealed there the light that's revealed there was already there it didn't arrive mm. it didn't just arrive in that moment it was already there it's simply been revealed yeah. right 
And uh, I think that spiritual light is in all of us. Um, and so we all have moments of transfiguration. Um, we also all have moments of transformation and transition. And uh, that's why maybe why times like Lent and, and, you know, that's such an interesting thing. Cause we, we say maybe that's why times like Lent are important is that we spend time in Lent reflecting and, and, you know, in self-examination, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But again, if you only do that for the 40 days of Lent, what happens to the uh, rest of the days? <laughs> like what, what about the rest of the year? Do you yeah, go 325 days? Yeah. Do you think like Jesus got to the end of this, this Lenten time being tested by the devil and he kind of went, you know, I passed, fist bump, move on. Or did he kind of go, okay, good start? I, I honestly think it was, okay, good start. Yeah. I think it took him to the point. See, this is the thing about Lent. I think for Jesus, it was, it was a time of sort of reflecting, self-examination, that kind of thing, in order to, quite literally, find himself. And then he goes off into ministry, right? Mm. Um, but... I don't think that means he stopped learning. I think I think Jesus coming out of the the, the wilderness and into his ministry uh, is more um, uh, quite literally. Okay, I've made a good start. Let's get going, and on we go, right? And and I, I so I think yeah. So like for for anybody who kind of goes, well, it's kind of like uh, I did a self improvement workshop, so I'm improved now. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I don't need That's to do any more. I'm good. Yeah. This is the best I'm going to get. Yeah. No, it isn't. Any of those programs that are worth the price of admission will send you away at the end feeling like that's a beginning, not an ending. Absolutely. As, as by the way, as things like going to church should. Yeah. Or going, right? to, going to university. I remember I had a fourth year prof said to our class, if any of you feel like you're now ready to just, well, we're at the end of this, you know, spring, I'm ready to go out and join the workforce and be an engineer. He said, you are in big trouble <laughs> because you you're should feel starting. terrified. You should feel nervous that yeah. you're not ready. That's a sign that, that you know that you've, you've started to realize that this four years was just about learning how to learn. And then you can right. begin that journey yeah. of learning. But, but, but how often do we do... and Again, just circling back to church, we're so guilty of this. We have traditionally been so good at saying, this is how it is. Yeah. And 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 hoping that people leave uh, or have heard, heard what I said and they leave, they know now. Yeah. Right? They know. They've got the answers. That's not the point. The point is... To start you thinking. Mm -hmm. The point is to start you down a path or or move you along a path, be a signpost, whatever uh, metaphor you want to use there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but the point is that it's just it's a point on the journey, um, and uh, don't just sit there. Move on. Yeah. You know, get going. Would I? Speaking of that, we should get going today. Spring and, back to and, life, Ben. Yeah, and get into to motion here, wrap this up. But what I love about this podcast and why I'm excited that we're getting this season kicked off again, finally, this new season um, of the show is that for me, this podcast is all about exactly what you're just saying there, that we tackle unanswerable questions 
not because, okay, this is the fifth season of this show and now we're going to figure out the answers to all these big questions and we won't have any need for a sixth season because we will explain to people why we're here and what happens to our spirits when we die and how we're all connected and, you know, all these other mysteries that are unexplainable and that no matter how many books you read or how well-versed you are in scripture or how much life experience and wisdom you have, there just aren't nice, neat, tidy answers to any of those questions. There just aren't. Yeah. You, you but, might as well say the answer is 42, Ben. You might as well. Yeah. Um, but we also have the opportunity to sit with, um, with people who have wonderful, inspiring stories and, and great life experiences and, and explore it. Because where it, they are on their journey, yeah, right? because yeah. it isn't about the answer or the or the point of arrival. It's just about where we're at. So, yeah. thank you for sharing where we're at as a faith community, uh, and you know where we're at in our our church family here and celebrating. We're just getting started, yeah, again, literally today, first day yeah. of Lent, and uh, I'm looking forward to going through that deck of cards of the floreography starting today on Ash Wednesday and seeing what's what it's that has be in a store. simpler name than floriography. I like it. It's it kind of rolls be, off the tongue. I know, it's and it's colorful and it's kind of makes you go, "Huh, what is that?" But yeah, it's a it's a mouthful. It's it's very made up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. So, thank you again, Robin, and for anyone who's interested in learning more about some of the stuff that we're up to during this spring back to life season, um, what where would you send them? I guess people can check out our uh, Rising Spirit Ministry Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, we're, we're working on, uh, we're actually working on uh, uh, updating, I'm going to say, and upgrading our uh, website. The website, yep. Um, but uh, Facebook is where we tend to put as much of everything as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've got a YouTube channel too, which we'd love it if people subscribe to. We don't push that enough. We the, don't, the but it's great. And what, but what's it's great about it. it too yeah. is that we have someone who every week takes our Sunday worship service from either Basha or Pinoka and takes just your sermon, so arguably one of the best parts of the service, and uh, and reposts that, that as its own separate video. Yeah. So if you're interested in, if you know, if you miss church one Sunday and if you hit that subscribe button on Rising Spirit Ministry on YouTube, you can check out the 15, 16, 20 minute uh, sermon video. I hope at the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, watch we, the whole 60 minutes if you we want also, to. We also put some other stuff there that's that's really worth seeing too, right? I mean, any sort of videos and things that we might create or do, or mm-hmm. um, if we have, uh, we, we sometimes do music events where we will you know, we'll uh, post uh, uh, clips from that and stuff too. So yeah, songs that have been recorded right here in yeah. the space. We're yeah, we're hoping to get back to doing even more of that. Yeah, in the near future. So lots of cool stuff to check out on our social media on the website. The website is risingspiritministry.com, and this podcast uh, also has previous episodes from the last four seasons on that website uh, that can be checked out, as well as on the uh, Apple podcast app or wherever you find your podcast you can subscribe to six ways from sunday as well so lots to check out lots of reasons to come back and join us two weeks from now every second friday we'll have a new episode out either uh, me sitting down with robin or different guests coming on the show lots of guests this year that i'm very excited to to be interviewing and sharing their stories so thanks for joining us today and until next time take care and be well